0: I'm Henry Becerra, pastor of City Church International, and this is our church podcast. Thank you for listening today. I hope this message encourages and empowers you. Hello, world. Come on, church online, church at home, or church wherever you are at. We're so glad that you're tuning into this broadcast, and we believe today it's going to be the best day ever. Come on, it's never the same without you. We're just so grateful that you get to be part of our online community all over the world. Hey, by the way, let us know where you're watching from. Why don't you represent right now? What state? What te- what, what what state? What city? What nation you're representing? Hey, throw your flag up there if you like. Come on, let us know where you're watching as we want to stay connected with you as we are so grateful that you're watching from wherever you're at right now, whether it's in your office, whether you're you're still in your room, you're at your coffee table, dinner table, in your backyard or at the beach, or maybe right now you're working out or you're driving to work. Wherever you're at, we're glad. Whatever space and whatever platform you're watching, <clears throat> we're just so excited because... This month, come on, we are starting a brand new series. We're going to start a collection of talks called The Blood of Jesus. Come on, in the month of October, which we believe it will be Rocktober, come on, we believe you're going to rock this month, you're going to crush this month, you're going to kill this month. It's going to be the best month ever for you. And we're going to learn, we're going to grow together as a community in our collective of talks about The Blood of Jesus. So come on, you don't want to miss any of our Sunday services as we grow together. And as we begin, we never want to begin without prayer. As today, we believe that God is going to touch you. God is going to inspire you by his word. God will bring transformation and he will impact your life today. So today, we pray for all those that are watching around the world. We decree and declare that as God's word goes forth today, revelation will come, inspiration will come, transformation will come, healing will come in the name of Jesus. The Bible reminds us all that when his word would go forth, healing would come. We believe healing will come to you right where you're at. And we truly believe that heaven will touch the earth right where you're at. Whatever space you're in, come on, if you just allow yourself today and open up your heart, God will meet you right where you're at. So whatever you're going through right now, just be reminded. You know what? God still sits at the throne, and God is still for us. He's still for you. He loves you. And let me tell you today, it's a new day. It's a new beginning. So come on, why don't we get started today on the blood of Jesus. You know, this this, this blood of Jesus, this conversation about the blood of Jesus, you know, I, I grew up in church, you know, from the age of nine, I grew up with parents that talked about the blood of Jesus to me. I had a mother and a father that taught me the blood of Jesus. Uh, I heard preachings and teachings on the blood of Jesus. And then, I I got to hear and see, uh, you know, about putting the blood on Jesus on this, on that, and sealing the blood of Jesus. And, um, you know, it was the blood, the blood this, the blood that, and seal it. And they would put the blood of Jesus on me, and they would put the blood of Jesus on our home, and the blood of Jesus on our family, and the blood of Jesus in everything we did. And they they, they put blood on it, and they would seal it. I I saw that growing up, you know, and I didn't understand as a child as they would always put the blood on stuff. But can I tell you today? I'm reminded of this hymn, of this amazing song that is still powerful today. And you may know this song. And if you do, hey, come on, go along with me. You know, it says, what can wash my sins away? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. You know, all precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And you know what? As we begin this new collection of talks, you know, with community, our online community, our global church, or maybe you're tuning in for the first time and you've never gone to church, you've never heard about Jesus, maybe this is new. Hey, it's okay. We want to help you. You know, you belong here. We want you to grow. We want you to learn here today as we welcome you. And you know, as as, as, as I God started putting this in my heart and in my spirit is because we don't hear more, any more conversations about the blood anymore. We don't hear a lot about the blood anymore. So I want to begin with a couple of verses. Hebrews 13, beginning in verse 20. I want to read that one verse, and then we're going to jump to the book of Revelation. Look at what Hebrews 13, 20 says. Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Now let's turn to Revelation 12, beginning in verse 10 and verse 11. Look what it says. Then I heard a loud voice saying in in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death come on that word you know that that word right there where the enemy uses the accuser of our brethren in other words that word also means a cursor, and so I want to talk today, but before we begin and go into some depth and and some study about the blood, which I believe it's going to transform. I believe that it's going to build you. I believe that you're going to have a greater understanding and clarity of the blood of the Lamb, how powerful the blood of Jesus is. I want to first begin with just start laying foundations as we navigate through this month. I want to begin with this because as I don't hear a lot about the blood anymore, I want to first start and by saying this, faith and fear are analytical to one another. <laughs> that is to say, wherever faith is, fear is not. Come on, I want you to track with me <clears throat> because I truly believe we're going to help you today. In other words, what am I saying to you and I? <clears throat> Wherever faith is, then faith is dormant. They, they, are not two, they are not two sides of the same coin. They're not. They are two different things altogether. Faith and fear do not coexist. They don't occupy the same time and space and cannot live in the same heart simultaneously. Fear, though, is different than concern. Let me say that again. Come on. Come on. Fear, though, is different than concern. And the reason I want to say that is because I want to share some concerns. Not fear, but I want to share some concerns. I find out, you know, I, I find out sometimes concern wakes up my faith, you know. It is possible for me to be concerned, listen closely, about something that I'm not fearful for. You see, there's nothing wrong with With being concerned and not even be fearful of because I truly believe that even concern can awaken faith come on concern can awaken my faith now when I become concerned about a matter you know when I become concerned about a matter that my concern awakens my faith and says now my faith must become engaged listen closely become engaged in something because I'm concerned about it. Did you hear that? In other words, it starts as a concern over a matter, but not in a fearful way. But my concern awakens my faith that I have to engage in this matter, in this cause. And it, 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 it provokes something in me. My conviction wakes up and arises to say, you know what, I got to stand for this. I got to speak up. I got to be this voice. You see, that's the difference. That concern is not fear. You know, it's not that. And so I want to make sure that we bring clarity to that. I say that because I'm concerned, not in fear, because I believe that good wins over evil. I believe that love is bigger than hate. I believe that God will always win over the devil. I'm concerned, you know, about things. Not in fear, remember that. But I am concerned about the direction, I want you to listen closely, I am concerned about the direction that many of us are going. I'm concerned about the lives and the the people and where they're going. I'm concerned about our community of where it's going, you know. I'm concerned about our country, concerned about our people. I'm concerned about how we treat one another. I'm concerned about it because I really don't think we really get it. I really don't think that. I really don't think that we really get it. And, uh, and I believe that in this series, we're going to learn. We're going to expand. We're going to grow huh. as we lean in and we learn. As a matter of fact, speaking of leaning in, I hope you're taking notes right now. Because as you're taking notes, you're becoming, you're a student. The word disciple means student. Or maybe you're new right now and you're watching. You know, take some notes so you can grow, so you can learn. Because we don't want you to just hear it and don't remember. We want you to hear it, write it, hit repeat, go study, and then live it. You know, because I truly believe that we're going to give you some practicals, some revelation, some how-to, some some why so you know the why behind the what to understand the blood covenant. You know, I hear a lot of people pulling into corners and not feeling like they understand what the real problems are. I feel a lot of a lot of whispers, a lot of talks, a lot of a lot of groups, a lot of social media, a lot of commenting, a lot of, you know, all this chatter and chats and a lot of things. And I really don't feel They really know what the problem is. When we don't know what our problems are, watch this, we have a tendency to get caught up inside issues. Let me say that again. When we really don't know what the problems are, what the issues are, we have a tendency to get caught up inside the issues where now we become part of the problem and not part of the solution. Come on, somebody. And so... And the side, the side issues is this. And the side issues are not that they're not important. It's just that they're not the thing. And I'm concerned about that. You know, there's a lot of people, whether church people or unchurch people, whether they believe in Jesus or they don't believe in Jesus. But I have many people that try to convince me that our problem is a political problem, that our problem is, You know, it's the donkey problem, or it's the elephant problem, it's the Republican problem, it's the Democratic problem, it's the person that's in the white. I hear all of that. And let me tell you, we certainly have interesting politics in the world today. It doesn't mean it's unimportant to occupy the seat of power, but I think that the problem is that, watch this, I think that the problem is that we're looking for a superman or a superwoman to fix everything. And can I tell you, we just don't get it. We just don't get it. It's not the problem. It's not the problem. Some team, some people tell me it's an economic problem, that it's the economy, you know? And let me tell you, I've been deprived, and you know what, I say it like this, I don't buy into the belief that because I've been deprived, I should be depraved, you know, because some people tell me it's an economy problem. It's the economics, you know, just add more jobs, just add more money, you know, just add some more money, give some more money, you know, add this, add that. But I I tell you, I'm going to say that again. I don't buy into the belief that because I've been deprived, I should be depraved. I don't buy into the concept that our problem is an economic problem. Not a political problem, not an economic problem. But I do believe, come on, watch this, I want you to listen closely. I do believe that we do need people that need to know how to operate a calculator. Come on, somebody. That they need to know how to operate a calculator. And I do believe in physical responsibility. But that's not really the problem. People try to tell me, that our problem is a race problem. And we certainly have a lot of strides to be made. And we have reforms that need to be done and sensitivities that we need to be aware of. I truly believe that. But the problem is not so much just a race problem. Because why do I say that? Because you can have legislative laws, you can pass them, but if a person in their heart, listen closely, that does not want to like you, they just find another way not to like you. Come on, somebody. Woo! Come on. So it's, it's, that's not the problem. You can put all these legislative laws and if someone's not going to like you, they're not going to like you. They'll find another way not to like you. So that is not the problem. Come on, somebody it's not the problem it's not the political problem it's not the economical problem it's not the race problem it's not any of those you know we expect that you know what let's we're expecting this superman or superwoman to get into office to fix this fix the problems that, no that's not the answer we we think that we can just add more jobs and and add more money and it's going to cure the economy nope that's not the problem we we feel that if we just you know, do all these new things for social injustice and all these new laws and legislative laws for race. That's not the problem. Although there's a lot of things that need to be addressed. There's a lot of improvement we need to do. I get it. Reforms we got to do, but it's not the problem because you can have legislative laws and if somebody doesn't like you, they don't like you still and they'll find another way not to like you. So it's none of the, none of those. And let me tell you, huh, I don't have enough time to fix everything. But here it is. I do believe that our problem is a heart problem. Did you hear that? A heart problem. I do believe that it's a heart problem. Our problem is a heart problem. And and you may say, well, what do you mean that it's a heart problem? What do you mean by that? You know, it's because of this. We don't understand covenant. My God. Here we go. We don't understand covenant. We don't understand the blood covenant. You know, and this is why it's a heart problem because we don't understand covenant. We have lost our concept on covenant. We've lost the understanding that God makes a covenant that we're now living off of the momentum of other generations come on somebody, we are living on the prayers that somebody else prayed, we're living in church structures that another generation built, you know, we we just don't understand that, you know, We're, we're living off the momentum of people that stood for righteousness and prayed us through, and the momentum on that train, hear me closely, is slowing down, What do I mean by that? Because, you know what? I had a father and a mother standing up for righteousness. That doesn't mean they were perfect, you know, but they stood up for righteousness. You know, I had a mother and a father that prayed, you know, and and they prayed me through. That even in, in the worst of my times, even in my 19 years of rebellion, they stood and stood on God's blood covenant, on God's covenant. They stood praying me through. But can I tell you, so today I'm living on the momentum of a previous generation that was built for me and I'm forever grateful. But I also believe that the momentum of that train is running out, meaning you and I have to do something. You and I have to keep digging those wells to stand up for righteousness, to stand up for prayer, to also have the a clear understanding of Of covenant because that is our problem it's not politics it's not the economy it's not race it is a hard problem because we do not understand covenant Hmm. and let me remind you that God is a covenant God that's who God is God is a covenant God and let me tell you we want to live in a nation we want to live in a nation and we want God to bless us while we push God out of everything that we are doing. Oh God, I'm going to say that again. We want God to bless us and bless our nation in everything that we are doing and we're pushing God out of everything that we're doing. Even now, just because now many churches have gone to church online, virtual church, whatever you want to call it, digital church, and the the structures or the buildings are not open in some states, In some cities, people think that, well, I don't need to go to church no more. You know, people stop going. Not only did we go through a social distance pandemic, now we're in a spiritual distance pandemic. And what's even worse is people don't understand the covenant. And this is why in October, we're going to learn about the covenant. And that is the blood of Jesus. I just came to tell somebody, that if we don't recapture our understanding of covenant, huh, that is where the blessing is. You know, God makes a covenant. God made a covenant with Adam. God made a covenant with Noah. God made a covenant with Abraham. God made a covenant with, come on, with David. And and by the time, listen closely, by the time we get to Hebrews, what we just read, Hebrews thirteen twenty we read about the everlasting covenant. And let me tell you, the everlasting covenant is the last one mentioned and it's the first one created, oh God. If you understand God, God always begins where he ends and God starts, hallelujah, with the end in mind. Let me say that again. If you understand God, God always begins where he ends and God starts with the end in mind. I want to just give you this opportunity today because as we dive in, into the blood coming, I'm not going to be able to cover all this in this session. There's no way. I want to be able to explain this. I want to be able to teach this, coach this, minister this, preach this prophetically speak it because i want people to really understand that we serve a god of covenant and to understand the blood covenant but today the first thing we must resolve is the heart problem that if we're going if huh, the beginning of the covenant starts with our heart it's not the race it's not the politics it's not the economy stop blaming It all starts in the heart because we do not know about the covenant. We don't understand the covenant. And so today, I want to give you the opportunity today. You know what? To begin. To begin first with your heart. For God to deal with the matters of your heart. You know what? You might be saying, you know what? Well, they did this. They did that. This, that, X, Y, Z the job, the furlough, the unemployment. You can say all you want, but it's none of that. It starts with the heart. And because the lack of understanding of the covenant. Can I tell you today, today's your best day ever because God today wants to come into your heart. So what do you need? What do you got to do? All you have to do is surrender. And what do you mean by Surrender. <clears throat> You just submit. Do you know that there is power in surrender? Because when you surrender, you submit. In other words, that's submission. You yield to him. You give yourself to him. And what Jesus does now is you now open the door in your heart to be open. You see, the door, the outside of your door does not have a doorknob for Jesus to come in. Just read Revelation 3.20. You have the no-knob, the handle to your heart. And today, you know what? the heart problem can be resolved by Jesus walking into your heart. Because today, as we're going as we learn and journey to grow up and understand about the blood, the first thing we have to understand is for Jesus to come into our lives and for us to come in repentance and return back to him. Will you pray this with me? Jesus I give you my life Jesus I give you my life And you know what the father in heaven says welcome home son Welcome home daughter. There's a celebration in heaven for your life. Come on. He writes your name on the lambs book of life Can I tell you this that? Jesus gives you a name the devil gives you a number my god that'll preach somebody Come on, and I want to encourage you. You make the greatest decision ever and because Jesus came into your heart. We're so excited. If you just prayed that, why don't you put that on the chat line? Put that on the DM and say, I have decided. Come on, say that. I have decided. Come on, that heart problem is being removed now. Come on, and we're passing over so we can understand the covenant. We can understand the blood. Come on, we're so excited that you're watching right now. Thank you for being part of this broadcast. And before we close, I wanna pray with you. Come on, lift your hands as I declare this declaration. The Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, The Lord make his face shine upon you the Lord be gracious unto you lift his countenance over your life and give you his peace we decree we declare a new era a new day a new you and we declare that the best is yet to come it is here and it is now as we deploy as God's world changers into the world love God love people serve others and change the world. Come on, stay connected, subscribe, and share this video. Let's go.